0: hey what's up my name is Deandra Kiera, and you are tuned in to an all-new episode of just let it glow podcast we are inching closer and closer to 100 episodes and it's great because by the, in the next 10 weeks we'll be at 100 episodes so I'm excited. That's kind of crazy. Like I always used to watch TV and I would be like, damn, why are they celebrating a hundred episodes? And it's like, no. To have stuck at something that you did it at least a hundred times is crazy. Like if I can count, I'm. that's what I'm going to start doing. I'm going to count different things that I do. Because to be able to complete something a hundred times and recreated a hundred different ways and it's different every single time is absolutely um a pat on the back and I'm proud that this has been something that has been fun for me um and I have been pretty consistent you know sometimes I gotta have an off week because you know life be and And sometimes, you know, a bitch be up against the ropes. So (laughs) sometimes I need to take a week to swing back. But um, I'm proud to have been able to do this for this long and that um, the podcast is growing and more people are learning about it. And you guys that have been here since day one, you're still tuned in. You're still interested. Those that are new are are discovering it. And it's fun and I'm proud of it. Um, I had a pretty good week, to be honest. Pretty good weekend. Went out, celebrated. One of my friends graduated from nursing school. Shout out to Jasmine. Um, so I went to her graduation party, and it was really fun. And one thing I love, I really am not like uh, I'm very shy, or I don't like going out. I love being invited to people like events and family events and feeling like family and like, not like a weird guest, like, why she here? Like you ever been to somebody like event and they really make you feel like you're the outsider and leave you in a corner. Like every time I go to like one of Jasmine's events and some of my other friends, like I love being able to be treated like family and we having a good time and it's not awkward. I think I never really like paid too much attention to it until like one time I went to somebody cookout and it was just like, it was giving very much, bitch. Don't you make a plate. <laughs> Don't make your ass a plate. Don't talk when you as a guest. Like they were, but so every time I go to someone's event, party, cookout, baby shower, what? And, and if I'm having a good time, it's perfect. Like I cherished it a lot. Um, Because a lot of people like to have events and don't know how to host. So I really always shout out when it's a good and fun event. Um, So, and for a great cause. Um, So shout out to Jasmine, if you're listening. All right, y'all, let's get into some topics. So this topic, I meant to talk about it last week, but I forgot. But I'm glad I waited because I didn't see the, the fallout that happened. So Ebony K. Williams is a lawyer, a TV host, a podcast, and a reality show star. She was on Real Housewives of New York. York. Very well-established, high esteemed lawyer, CNN personality, you know. She's a big deal for the most part. While having Ayala on the show, she had her because Ayala had made comments about how Black women nowadays want to be men in skirts because we don't need men to take care of us. I'm going to ignore that because what I realized is Ayala is an elder and I feel like a lot of things that older women think about women today is really out of pure jealousy of excess, if that makes sense. I feel like instead of being happy that women are able to take care of themselves and have the audacity to not settle and be with men that don't live up to our standards, you want to say things like being men in skirts. When I have known Iyala's story for a very long time about how she was the breadwinner in her relationship, how she was mistreated in her relationship and um her husband's, didn't do as well as she did. And we've seen that as well over the years, watching different movies and TV shows where a high powered woman settled for a man that's not doing as well as her and how she was mistreated. Um, And the fact that a lot of young women are out here, we don't wanna date the lawyer. A lot of us wanna be the lawyer. We don't wanna just date the executive. We are the executives. And older women, of our, and even when I work now, you know, um, I feel like women my age that are very successful in business are able to have it all. They are able to have, you know, the type of man they want to date. They're able to have the family they want. And a lot of older women have not done that. <laughs> and those that have are usually like, oh, you know, great. Like, I love this for you, you know but we'll get into that. So Yala x Ebony K. Williams if she would be a bus driver. Again, Ebony K. Williams is an attorney in New York City. She is a CNN correspondent. She has a very successful podcast. She also is a reality star. So we're looking at she makes pretty good money and has been making pretty good money for some time. And she said, no. And she was like, why w- you wouldn't? And she doubled down on it and said, if he was the owner of the bus, I would, but no. And Yala says, you know, basically like, you know, she used to want men that just did well financially. And now she wants men that have certain characteristics like being caring, protective, you know all that good shit, and Ebony said that she wanted that too, and Yala was just basically like, "Well, what if that comes in a package of a bus driver?" And again, Ebony said that's not what she wants. Um, for some reason, blue collar black men got upset about this and says. She's, you know, putting down the Black man. Granted, Ebony never said a specific color, a specific race, a specific type of man. She's talking about a class system. You know, let's remember that. Um, I think a lot of projection happened there. And then people were going in talking about how she don't date Black men anyway. And my thing is, if y'all want to say she don't date Black men, then why the fuck do you think that she was talking about black men? And to be honest, in Philadelphia, bus drivers here make pretty great money, right? They make really, really good money. I would date a SEPTA driver. They make good money here, right? However, I'm not a lawyer. I make good money for myself, but I'm also not an attorney, nor am I on reality show. Nor am I making six figures through my podcast only. One of her streams of income is able to make six figures, one of them. So I can't say, oh, yeah, I'm not dating a bus driver. You know, that's just for where I'm at today, right now. You know, I might want to, I might not. It depends, right? You know, the niggas, the scepter niggas here is a celebrity. So, shit, you know, I can't really talk about Philadelphia. However, in other places, bus drivers don't make it as much as they do here. So I can see in Willacoochee, Georgia, I might not want to fuck with the bus driver. You know, Philadelphia is just a very special place where it's it's literally the only place where I feel like, you know, that's a high esteem job, you know? That's the only place, like, Philly is the only place that I've ever seen it. I've never really seen it anywhere else, maybe because it's privatized and they are able to, you know, make as much money as they can. But, yeah. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. We're talking about Ebony K. Williams. We're not talking about me. To be honest, I feel like a blue, not just a bus driver, but a man working a blue-collar job and dating a woman that makes high six-figure income. I'm not talking about low $100,000, $200,000. i am talking about three and up. You don't want to date her. <laughs> and it goes back to what I said last week's episode is one, not only noticing what a man don't like you, but two, men realizing you don't like that type of girl. You don't want her. Ebony K. Williams is not your type. like. Knowing that she's very intelligent, she speaks very well, she um is a part of a different class system than you, and you know that you are not her choice of man, why be upset? Because she's not your choice of woman, and she's not talking about black men specifically, she's saying, Men in this class, I don't want to date. That bitch is 40. I'm pretty fucking sure she has dated all types of men. But when you get to be a certain age and you are at peace with your life, you might not want to date the blue collar man no more because you have been able to generate this type of lifestyle for yourself. And you have experienced that dating a man of lesser income or class sometimes does comes with more harm than good. We've seen it. You've seen it. I've dated guys that I made more money than. I made it seem like I made less. But like I said on the last episode, a nigga got mad at me because of the way I speak, the vocabulary that I use. I literally just was on hinge and a guy really was just like, I don't like when people use big words. Like, what? Like stop dating people or stop making people feel bad for not wanting dating you, not wanting to date someone that falls into your category when they're not your type anyway. That's like getting mad because a nigga might be like, oh, I like BBLs, I like wigs. I like my bitch to wear wigs, I like this, I like that, you know, I like a girl that can get up and fly with me to Paris in a day if I tell her to, I'm not that girl. My lifestyle don't match that <laughs> right now. I can't get up tomorrow and go to Paris with you. I got a job. I got things going on. I'm not your type. Or you might want a girl that's okay with being a housewife and not working and staying home with you while you make 95000 a year and she stay home. For me, you making $95,000 a year is not enough to make me stay home because I'm still under six years. That means we're very budgeted because now you're not only taking care of me, you're taking care of our family. So now we, it's not enough for me to stay home. But you might meet a girl that's okay with that lifestyle. You should date that girl that's okay with that lifestyle. If if F. K Williams by herself make money in the high six figures, it should be okay that she wants to date a man that's making just about as much. She didn't even say he had to make equal. She just he can't be as low as someone who may have blue collar employment and okay with it. Also she mentioned, you know, a lot of things should be treated as stepping stones. And I know a lot of people in Philly that have been scepter drivers and it catapulted other careers. It's good, good-ass money. They're able to, you know, create multiple streams of income because at a young age created, generated a pretty decent income. There is so many things. Like even me, I started off doing social work, small non-profits for-profit small grassroots companies i am not where i was 10 years ago you know i'm not going to be in even like where with the type of work i'm doing now i'm cool it's comfortable for this phase right now in my life however i'm already thinking about how can i generate more what can i do that can generate more money? What can I do that can generate more opportunity? What else is out there? How can I flip this and make this that? Even with the podcast, right now, I like doing a podcast, but a year from now, I might still be having Just Let It Glow as the brand, but I might be doing some other shit. I might be doing interviews with celebrities, I might be flying out to red carpets. It might be a blog. It might be a wellness retreat. I don't fucking know. But I know that I'm not stopping here. And that's I think that's what she was trying to say. Everybody has a start. But don't stop there. Let's not stop there. And I get. And then what pissed me off was when she went on a Breakfast Club. And I'm just so sick of men just wanting to argue just for the sake of arguing. And one, she's better than me because one thing I don't debate with is people that I feel like are less than smart. To be honest, I would never go on a Breakfast Club and debate with DJ Envy. Charlamagne might be a good debate because he read a little bit more. But DJ Envy just gives me dunce. I listened to his podcast with his wife. And to be honest, I thought I was going to see a different side of him. But honestly, I realized the reason why he is successful is because his wife is pretty smart. (laughs) Because really, (laughs) lost in the sauce, air between the ears nothing but air airhead really truly a airhead but he's like the yelling and getting upset and irate and cussing her and Kurt cutting her off and saying that she's being dismissive and that she's bringing down the black man she's not she's not and i really hate that pick me shit That whole interview irritated the shit out of me because I felt like they kept twisting what she was saying and projecting how they feel or doing shit for clickbait reasons. And that's why so much shit is just so inauthentic and lame. And don't nobody want to fucking listen to y'all bullshit because it's not having real conversations. When people want to tune in, they want to hear real thoughts, real conversations. If you're going, I'm not a great debater, I'm not about to debate with you if I feel how I feel about my dating standards or my work standards or anything else or how I want to move spiritually or if I've experienced something and it's just like on some real shit, I'm done with it. I'm done with it. Don't get offended because you might fit in that category. It's another bitch out there that might be okay, just fine. Like I said, I for me, where I'm at in this stage of my life, I don't mind a SEPTA driver. SEPTA drivers make pretty good money. However, the bus driver in Chuckalisa, Mississippi, probably ain't touching with the SEPTA drivers in Philly, mate. So I might not fuck the drive bus driver. It just stand it's different shit. Everything is different. If I may hide into the six figures, I might not want to date someone that may not make that much. And I don't have to feel bad about it or be called a fucking man in a skirt because I'm able to generate income that can take care of me and give me the things I want out of life because I'm fulfilled in ways that just don't mean a man. So it's not about needing a man in a skirt, being a man in a skirt. I'm a fucking adult. I'm a grown ass woman. As an adult, I can take care of myself. As an adult, I can entertain myself. As an adult, I have hobbies. As an adult, I'm spiritually sound. I don't have to date the nice man that might not be able to provide and protect me in a way that I can do for myself because he's the nice man up the street. And that'd be the problem. All those 90s movies, all those TV shows you watch and they make a woman feel bad for being successful. Millennial and Gen Z women in 2023, we ain't going for that. We're not going for it. A couple of years ago it was given, oh, I want a man to fly me out, fly me out, fly me out. Nowadays, girls are like, listen, it, it it takes too much for a guy to fly me out. You know, I gotta like him to get take a trip with him. I'd rather take a trip with my girls. Uh, you know, I'm at peace with myself. I'm good. It ain't a bunch of bullshit happening on a day-to-day basis. So I ain't about to entertain you no know, nigga for the sake of saying I got a dude. That's not where I'm at today. And shouldn't nobody feel bad about it. And one thing I realized when you date somebody, no matter if it's financially, spiritually, mentally, but if you're more elevated than them, It's very hard to date because everything is annoying. Everything is offensive. Everything becomes condescending to them because they're just not where you are. So not even just on some financial shit, when you're mentally well and you're dating someone that's not, they want you to go to their toxic behavior because to them, they don't understand that what they're doing is toxic. And they feel like, you're trying to force them to do therapy and it's not that. I'm just at this level of peace right now that I can't even engage in that shit no more. Or spiritually, I'm just a little bit further in my walk than you are. So it makes things difficult. I literally was just saying that to somebody like, I'm getting older. It makes no sense for me to date outside of my religion because I'm not gonna fold on it. You know, I'm not going to waste nobody's time. I'm not 22. I'm 32. He could be an amazing guy. But right now, that just seems stupid to kind of date somebody like that or date someone Mm. that fucking lives in Saudi Arabia six months out the damn year and flies into the U.S. on business and try to have a fucking relationship with them that sounds crazy i'm not doing it it don't work for me i just feel like women shouldn't feel bad for not doing stuff that don't work well for their lifestyle or make that's going to eventually make them feel bad about the shit later speaking about feeling bad so i don't even watch this show anymore I listen to a lot of YouTube reviews, so I know what's going on. But let's talk about Basketball Wives. So, just to preface, there's a woman on a show named Brooke Bailey. She's on Basketball Wives. A couple of months ago, um, I think in the fall of 2022, her oldest daughter, who was about like early 20s, passed away in a car accident, and um, she had to deal with it. Post-filming the show. So during the show, we see that the ladies get really close. And um, at the time, Brooke was going through a divorce with her husband. And the infamous Jackie Christie. My name is Jackie Marie Christie. Doug Christie's wife. I'm a boss that Jackie Christie was on the, um, was trying to support Brooke's marriage. Y'all know Wacky Jackie is all about marriage, staying down, being with your husband, long lasting marriages, all that type of jazz. So she's like very inserting herself into this girl's life. So they had their reunion this week and um, Jackie was just talking that, oh, you know, we're a family, we're a sisterhood. Blase, blase, blah, blah, like you know, all that, all that extra shit, right? And we are a real friendship, and all of this other stuff. Um, Brooke called her out for basically saying, like, listen, you want to say that we're a family, we're a family, we're a family. However, when my daughter died, you didn't show up for me. And Jackie's excuse was, I I didn't say anything because I didn't know what to say. And it's so crazy that this happened because I literally had this conversation with one of my good, good friends, Allison. Shout out to Allison, Sweet Petey on Instagram, follow her. But we were talking about this a few weeks ago and how disgusting that is to sit there and say, I didn't, you're my friend. But you experienced a significant loss and I couldn't show up for you because I didn't know what to do. What the fuck does that mean? Or when people be like, I don't like funerals, I don't do funerals, so I, don't, I didn't go. Or I couldn't go around you because I don't do funerals. Or I, I don't like death. Nobody fucking likes funerals. Nobody enjoys death nobody enjoys sorrow, nobody enjoys pain, nobody. And to give the excuse and keep saying that you're a friend, you're a friend, honestly, and it goes back to that shit where people are like, I need low maintenance friendships. What you need is an acquaintance. You don't need a friend. Friend, like that's not a friend. Even if you like, listen, you know, as your friend, I might not be able to be at the funeral the entire time, but I'll help out at the repast. I'm gonna come by. I'm gonna help you with arrangements. I after the because the real shit starts after the home going after the funeral. After everybody stopped bringing pies, the real time to be there for your friends is in the aftermath when you're dealing with death because it doesn't stop. Grief is not over when the casket closed. It just began. And I said clasket, casket, when a casket closes, it doesn't stop there. That's really usually the beginning of a lifelong time of grieving. There is no time limit on grieving, especially someone's child. To say, oh, I didn't know what to say because I, I just don't know. That lady had never lost a child before. She didn't know how to do it either. But to sit there and be like, you're my sis, you're my friend, I love you. It's a sisterhood. Sisterhood means being down 10 times over. And that's why I don't really be hyped to be calling everybody my sister, my sister. I have sisters. So if I'm calling you my sister, I'm moving how with you, how I would move my little sisters, my blood sisters. That means anybody that know me, it ain't nothing I ain't doing for my sisters. So if we're saying we're a sisterhood, we're a friendship, we locked in, we're family, I expect you to move like family. So when I experience a significant loss in my life, I don't give a fuck if you want to sit there and say, I just don't do funerals or I just don't know how to act when death comes around or "I, I don't know how to deal with it. I didn't know what to say. That's all excuses. And at some point you have to grow up. We, y'all just went a lot of the times just to hang out when the shit is fun. Y'all want to be in people weddings, but y'all ain't never been in a wedding before, but you want you figure it the fuck out. I ain't never experienced a friend losing a, parents, but I, a parent, but I figured that shit out. I figured how to show up as best as I could. I asked how they needed support. Uh, when my friend first, one of my close friends had a baby, I ain't never had a close friend that had a baby. I showed up as best as I could. When, you know, anything happens, everybody's different. You ask your friends, oh, how best can I support you? We have all been around people they are, we're all in our, like, we're all, life is an experience. We're all experiencing shit for the first time. There's literally no excuse. I started a new job. I ain't never do this uh software before, but I figured this shit the fuck out. Why when it comes to really showing up for people, y'all can't figure the shit out. Y'all want support when it's time for you and whatever the fuck you got going on. Y'all want to be there when the businesses is popping. Y'all want to be there when the parties are happening. Y'all want to be there when it's wedding and it's cheery and it's jolly. Those parts of life is fun. But that that darkness, y'all don't be wanting to walk through the darkness and shed a little light in y'all friends' lives. So at this point, you have to start using fucking terms that work. You're an acquaintance. If you're not willing to do the work of a friendship and be there, you're a motherfucking acquaintance. Period, point blank. I don't give a shit if an acquaintance shows up to, you know, for me in that way. Them sending a text like to say, oh, I sent you a text. To send a text and say, sending you my condolences, Jackie, what the fuck is the difference between you writing your condolences in a text message than Bob in Alabama that watches the show writing that on her Instagram story? It makes no damn difference. And to say the nasty things that, and I'm not going to repeat it, but to double down and not just say... You know what, friend, I knew that this was going to come up, and I'm glad that you're able to express yourself. I fucked up. I can give you the excuse as to why I didn't show up for you, but that doesn't, ex- I can give you the reason, but that doesn't excuse the fact that I didn't show up. I'm truly sorry. I will, if you allow me, I will support you in the way that you need, but I really am Sorry. But no, because like I talked on last week's episode, nobody ever wants to take accountability for things. We want to be handheld and on some real shit be excused for bad fucking behavior. You're not a child. You are not a kid. Like y'all like y'all have experienced life just enough to say, oh yeah. At least I can do this. At the very least, I can do that, you know. You know, I'm going to call. I'm going to stop by the crib. I'm going to say, hey, is there anything that you need? As we go through life and as we mature, there's going to be a lot of uncomfortable moments. There's going to be a lot of things that are occurring because it's the circle of life. And if you can't be a dependable friend, please don't expect one, one back. If you want low-maintenance friendships, stop calling them friendships. Call them acquaintances. You are, and remember when you're going through it, that you wanted a low-maintenance friendship. Therefore, there should not be expectations for anybody to show up for you in a way in which you would desire because you wanted that low-maintenance. And remember, you didn't know how. You don't do death. You don't do despair. You get awkward at funerals. You don't like funerals. Nobody fucking likes funerals. You know how absurd that is? Wouldn't it be fucking weird to meet somebody for the first time and they fucking tell you that they love going to funerals? That doesn't seem weird, bitch. Sounds weird to me. I never I never went to a funeral I had a good time at. Um, Selena Gomez and Francia Rasa Kidney. Normally, I would say if you give something away to somebody, you can't dictate how to use it. And it's really just, you know, it is what it is once you give it away. However, if I do donate my kidney to you to sustain your life, it might be very hard for me to watch you drink that shit, drink and bullshit around with it. And that is why people usually donate to strangers so they don't have to see it. What I'm going to say is Francia Rasa and Selena Gomez are best friends. Um, you know, Selena Gomez from Disney shows and she's a pop artist and she owns Rare Beauty. Uh, Francia Rasa, she was on Grownish and Secret Life of Teenagers and Bring It On, All or Nothing. Um, they're best friends. In 2017, Francia donated her kidney to Selena Gomez because Selena has lupus and she kept experiencing kidney failure and um, Francia happened to be a match and she donated her kidney. Um, Last year, it was some controversy because while they are friends that met in the industry, Selena had made a comment basically like, oh, she has no friends in the industry, but Taylor Swift. And people are like, well, this bitch done gave you a kidney. If that ain't a friend, I don't know what a friend is. So, ever since that, I feel like they have had some type of discourse. And I just feel like if you have a donated kidney from me and I see you popping that thing and drinking and doing whatever else with it, I might feel away. However, I will say, you can't dictate how somebody lives her, their life, and once you gave that kidney away, that it is what it is. It's it's her life to live, but that's usually. But it's interesting because it's usually why, when you um, when you are on a donor list, you have to be super healthy. They find try to monitor your drinking and things like that because it could have went to someone else. You know, usually when they do old organ donations. I would say this if I give you a kidney, you might as well be an alkaline vegan because I'ma make sure my kidney's still good. So it is what it is. Um I, I don't know. But I would also feel like I wouldn't be paying too much attention of what you do with it. Because at this point you ain't getting another one out of me. And yeah. That's where I'm gonna leave that at. But, and it will also just make me watch you as a friend from a distance. But, y'all, my one of my favorite segments on the show is Let It Go, sis. I love to read your story times. I love to hear about you guys' experience. I love to answer questions if you have them. So, this week I got an anonymous email from someone. Um, I haven't read it. So, we're going to experience this for the first time. So it says, okay. So I've been trying to figure out what I want in relationships, dating, etc. So I created a dating profile on Hinge. I have been on and off the account, but since the weather is breaking, I decided to be more consistent. Recently, I met up with a guy who matched with me and everything was chill through our conversations via the app. Even though conversations were going smooth, something in my spirit told me not to give him my number just yet, plus he never asked, so I wasn't going to offer. We decided to meet up for Bowling, and I chose the place because he lived a little over an hour from where I do. He offered to pick me up by decline. Y'all don't need to know where I live. Then he switched location, y'all, he don't need to know where I live, period. And then he switched the location last minute. Now I'm fairly new to the city I live in, so it didn't bother me. However, before a meeting, we didn't video chat. This nigga had tattoos on his head and part of me wanted to cancel the date just because of that. But I know I can be judgmental, so I decided to chill. So we met at the place. There's a baseball game in the area, so there were a lot of white people in traffic, so that was a bit annoying. And the place he chose was a sports ball- bar. I messaged him there and I find him in the sea of white people. I sit down and greet him, but I was, but I guess he thought I was going to hug him. But we're at a crowded sports bar with high tables. If you wanted all that, you should have waited for me at the door or pick a quieter place. But whatever. But anyway, we chat for a little, and he starts going off on how he likes to be around a lot of white people because it makes him feel more comfortable. Strike motherfucking one. So I make a face, and he starts talking about other stuff, but I'm at the point in life where I can't let shit like that side. So I asked more clarified questions about his previous statement. He starts to go on and on about his upbringing and how people from around his way act. So that's why he said that. I start talking about how that's weird and prejudice and move on from the topic. He then talks about how his friend is depressed and how he doesn't want to be around him. He also shares how Oh, a trigger and warning for mm-hmm. sexual assault, how his mother along the his mother, along with all her siblings, were sexually abused by the grandmother's boyfriend. mind you, this is our first time Lincoln he also tells me he's looking for love. This all happened in a span of thirty minutes. I tell him interacting with women like this is not going to help his dating journey. I also tell him how he could have triggered something in me because he doesn't know me and because he does not know me he proceeds to tell me how I did not share anything overall I decided not to continue along with our debate and I told him I was leaving there were other red flags but at the end of the day I left I have come to the conclusion niggas need therapy and I'm surely and I surely told him that before leaving I felt like I was being punked and wanted to know where the cameras were I don't need advice. I just needed to share how weird niggas are. And I hope more women continue to get up from these tables when niggas start at being weird because that shit is getting out of hand. Period, mamas. Uh, yeah, I agree. I would have got the hell up from the table. And I also don't understand the oversharing of your family's history on a first date. You don't know me. You're talking about sexual assault. Why are we having this conversation then you want to sit here and tell me that you only like hanging around a sea of white people because it makes you feel safe but you sitting around walking around with tattoos on your face like a subway in harlem okay but yeah i think one of the things i think we would have to do a bit more is treating red flags like red flags and not like yellow flags and Stop when you see a red flag, stop moving with caution. Just stop completely. Like, you know, um, definitely moving forward, I would video chat before meeting with someone. I all right, One of my things is I would uh, exchange numbers if you find the conversations on the dating apps interesting. Video chat to further get to know someone only plan a date if you feel comfortable with the video chat and how the conversation was going. So sometimes when you're trying to have a deeper conversation with people, it's easier to do so over the phone, but definitely um I would moving forward video chat prior to meeting. That way you can just eliminate all the bullshit because really men can only present their representation but for so long and um Yeah, so I would definitely just change how I'll go about things if I were you. But I also love the fact that you didn't even try to keep giving him the benefit of the doubt because like I said earlier, if it's not for you, it's not for you. And you have every right to move the fuck around. So um, I love that. And I do feel like um, people need therapy and a lot of people try to find therapy in the people on which they date, like you're not interested in therapy at all. However, you want to be able to uh, share things with the people that you're dating, even though you're not interested. Like that is always like baffling to me. Like, oh, I don't like therapy. I don't want to do therapy, but I'm a trauma dump every day with your ass. Even though you're not a therapist and you have your own traumas. Cause to talk about trauma with someone, your mama's trauma at that is, is absolutely crazy. To bring up your mom's trauma on a first link is not even a real date because we're at a sports bar during a sports event. So it's like it that's kind of weird. Then yeah, that was just weird. And I feel like um dating has gotten so murky that is kind of like nine times out of ten either the date is going to be good or it's going to be really 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 bad either the date can go really well or it's just going to be the worst and it was cool it probably was it's good that you got your foot wet Put your dough, your toe in a uh, pool a little bit and snatch that bitch out. And my only question is, did you pay your portion of the bill, or did you leave him with the bill, or did y'all not get a chance to order yet? Like, get up from more tables. That's it. Shake the tables, but also get up from more tables. Um. So. This, so if you would like to share your story or you would like to send an advice um question to the podcast, email us at justletitglowpodgmail.com. Again, that is J U S T L E T I T G L O W P O D at Gmail.com. So yeah, just let it glow pie at gmail.com. um or D M me is fine. I don't really DM just let it glow um pie, um podcast pages on Twitter or Instagram. You know. I might see who you are, but I don't really pay attention like that. It ain't that deep. Unless you want to be anonymous. Send it from a fake send it from your fake profile. I don't care. Just send it. I like these stories. So um next we're going into our glow up topic. And I don't know. I don't even know what to call this, but I just feel like I'm in my own renaissance. Like I'm in my own, you know, trying to figure out what best works for me. You know, like I'm really figuring shit out right now. And right now I honestly feel like I'm in my fuck around and find out era. I really, like, it's so weird to say, But like, I really feel like I'm in my fuck around and find out. Like, I'm not explaining a damn thing to nobody anymore. I'm not working and continuously working through shit that people should just know. I realize that I'm not really around young people and that everybody I'm around are pretty much 30 and up or close to 30, where certain shit. I'm just no longer explaining. Like, I'm not about to debate about no bullshit. I'm not about to compromise in any way. Not with a dude, not with a job, not with a friend, not with a family member, not with a cat, not with a dog, not with a fish, not a damn thing. I'm not about to keep compromising shit. If I'm uncomfortable, if I don't fuck with it, I don't fuck with it. And it's because I'm very, I've done the work. I have been in therapy. I understand my triggers. I understand things that I want out of life. I understand um, things that I need to work on. I understand why I do the things I do. I'm just in a very, I have done the work that I know that what I want is not unreasonable what I give, I respect to receive in return. My expectations aren't unreasonable. And um, I'm just not fucking around with nobody right now. Like, if you want to move weird, if you want to date me, but you want to give nonchalant, if you want me to work for you, but you don't want to pay me well, if you Want a low maintenance friendship with me. However, you want me to show up for you every day. If you want me to respect your boundaries, but you don't give a fuck about mine. If you, you know, want me to flip through hoops to make time for you, but when I ask to see you, you got every excuse, or you can't take me to places where I wanna go and I gotta go with my girlfriends. I fuck around and find your ass on the other side of the block list. Fuck around and find you on a block party. Fuck around and find out how it feels to be left in the cold because I'm not playing anymore. And I might, in an angry way, but I just feel like time is wasted on the youth. I'm not a child. I'm not wasting a bunch of precious time or debating how I feel about stuff to make other people comfortable or to explain things that people already know what they're doing. Like one thing I've been realizing is that people aren't as dunce or slow or unaware as we like to pretend it is because we're sitting here trying to make excuses for them. People know exactly what the hell they be doing. They know exactly what they be doing and they don't give a shit. <laughs> and the more that we compromise and we over explain, it's like when I'm dating someone and I say, you know, this is my expectations. This is what I want, you know, and we're dating and we're buying and dining. And I say, you know, I do want to be in a serious relationship. I want respect. I have these boundaries. I'm not into this. The, these are things I'm into. This is what I expect of someone I'm dating. And if you want some shit where you want me to fucking compromise it, that ain't about to happen. And I'm not about to explain why I no longer want to go on a date. I, might, I don't need to go on a date to have dinner. I don't need to go out with a nigga to go to a nice restaurant. I could do that by my damn self. I don't need to keep explaining shit to make it tolerable for you. Like, I remember I was telling somebody, somebody somebody I'm close to wanted to be in a relationship with. um, They just wanted a relationship that year. And they were, they told someone that they were dating, like, this is what I want. And the person didn't want it. But the person that they were dating somehow convinced them that, Going with the flow was the right thing to do. And they wasted their fucking time. And I remember saying is, the difference is niggas, men, stand their ground. When they don't like something, they don't like it. It's no convincing them. It's no convincing them. They're not about to explain this shit over to you so that it's not going to change. But women, we are so conditioned to changing and adjusting and making things more tolerable for people to deal with that we do it in every aspect in our life. We are the ones that get stuck at these damn jobs because, you know, oh, you know, it's a job. And it's because of the history, you know, of just getting what you can, taking what you can, taking what people give you. I ain't got to give you, I don't got to take nothing you give me I don't need to do that with a job. As soon as I, you know, I know in my last job, I had took the job when I needed the job. So in my head, I made it okay for the things that I experienced to be okay. Because when I needed a job, they hired me. And it's like, why wouldn't they have hired me? That's what the fuck they was trying to do. They needed to hire somebody. I needed a job. They didn't do me no damn favors. Like, why did I make it okay, you know, or even rationalize it in my mind that the shit was okay. Like, it wasn't, you know, when dating and, you know, someone's like, oh, I really want to be with you. I really like you, but, you know, I can't give you the things you want, or I can't do that, or I don't want to go to therapy. I don't want to work on myself. I'm okay with being toxic. Let them be fucking toxic, but you ain't about to do it here and you ain't about to do it with me. If, you know, like I said in earlier, um, earlier in this episode, if someone wants a low-maintenance friendship, I'll give you a low-maintenance friendship. You won't really hear from me. (laughs) Like, it's very much fuck around and find out. I'm gonna give you what you want. In every aspect, we're not about to sit here and make people feel good about feeding you bullshit and telling you it's state. That's just not how it's about to happen It's not about that's not how life goes. That's not how shit works and then we wonder why we're not happy or we're not getting the things that we want out of life. It's because of that. It's it's truly because we don't stand on how we feel about shit. And before therapy, I used to feel like I overreact to stuff or I'm asking for too much or I'm just being dramatic or unreasonable or I'm sensitive or, you know, my standards are too high. And what I realized is, is none of that shit. Like, I'll be talking to my therapist and I'll be trying to take accountability. Like, you know, maybe I want too much or maybe, you know, I'm asking for too much or maybe I'm wrong because I would have did shit this way and I got to realize other people aren't me. Like, yeah, that's all true. Other people aren't you. However, that does not mean you need to accept bullshit. That does not mean that people can't elevate. That does not mean that... You have to be okay with whatever someone can give. That's a hand-me-down is mentality. And I don't want no hand-me-down nothing. I don't want no hand-me-down clothes. I want no second-hand friendships. I don't want no afterthought relationships. I don't want none of that shit. I want authenticity. I want respect. I want reciprocation in every aspect. I don't want no, take what I give you as job. I don't want none of that at all. And I don't deserve it. And on to be honest, it's just very much, I just implore people to stand on however it is that you want. I want all of us to kind of walk into this next phase of our life, really thinking about fuck around and find out. Like, the more you fuck around, the more you find out. The more people fucking play with you, let them find out that you gonna leave them their asses on the playground. The more someone doesn't want to uh respect you, the more someone uh wants to give you what they want to give you and not what you asked for. Leave their asses right where they are. That's like, and what I realized, that's like me saying I want Beyonce tickets and you give me goddamn tickets to see the local girl up the street sing at the City Winery. That's nice. That's a nice little thing. But bitch, I want to go on a Renaissance tour. I ain't want to go to City Winery and hear a little such and such sing down at City Winery. I don't want that shit. I want Renaissance tickets. Why I got to take the bitch thing in that city winery and not get the Beyonce tickets. When you ask me what the hell I want. Like when you're dating and somebody like, oh, what do you want? And you're like, you know, I'm, I eventually want a serious relationship. I want respect. I want a protector. I want to be married. Oh, well shit. I, I want to get, I really like you. I want to be with you, but I don't believe in marriage. Oh, okay. What was nice meeting you? Wait, so we can't talk? No, we can't talk. <laughs> like, why the fuck would we still talk? I want what I want. You want what you want. Why I got to take what you want to give me because you're the one, you're trying to give it to me. If I say I want crab legs and you give me mermaid meat, that ain't the same fucking thing. I ain't asked for mermaid meat. I ask for fucking crab legs. if you know you want me to show up for you and be there for you you know as a friend why wouldn't I need a friend I got call on my other friend that's always there for me I can't call on you <laughs> I can't call on you because you don't have the capacity to be there for me as a friend but you expect me to show up for you as a friend but you want me, but I got to call my other supportive friend because, you know, she knows how to reciprocate that energy. I shouldn't expect for you to do it. That's crazy. Like when people really say shit out loud, it's like, it's, it's fucking crazy. I don't want that. I, you know, we can be cool, but you're an acquaintance now. You know, sir, you don't want to give me what I want. It was nice meeting you. You're an experience. You're a don't. You're a warning flag. You are a lesson. I don't want to take you into this next phase with me. See you later. Bye. (laughs) A job. Oh, okay. You don't want to pay me, but you value me. Well, I'm going to take that value and cash that bitch in at the next place. To the fucking loo. I don't give a shit if your company falls apart without me. Goodbye. See you later. Take care. Sayonara. (laughs) I don't have time to debate about this shit. Family. You know, you want to implore that we family, we family, we family shit, but you're disrespectful and you don't want to respect me. You're going to be, oh, fucking, you're going to go from family to a fucking relative. (laughs) We're related. <laughs> that's the fuck it. <laughs> you won't, don't don't expect to see a damn invite at my wedding. That's for family, not relatives. <laughs> because that's what you wanted. You didn't want to do what I asked you to do. You wasn't trying to be respectful. You weren't uh, respecting my boundaries. Oh, okay. Well, then you're just, someone that I happen to be related to. Trust and believe I got a whole bunch of family, people that I'm related to that live in Mobile, Alabama. I don't know them people, then they don't know me. They are relatives. You are now a relative. Join the party. <laughs> you are a, you are job experience. Uh, Join the resume. I don't care anymore. Right? I just don't care. And I'm just not trying to do this shit with people or jobs or anything else i'm not being complacent and i'm not going back and forth about what i want i'm about to explain to a job my value there i'm gonna move the fuck around and that goes for everything in my life you fuck around you're gonna find out and i feel like if people move like this if we move like this as a unit just for the people who listen to the show and their are groups. And if you move like that, I feel like if we just move like that for the next few months, you'll start to see changes happening. I really, really do. Because I really just feel like that whole, you know how like back in the day when women used to argue with their men and they used to be like, hmm, I'm going to show you better than I can tell you. That's how I feel. That's how I feel about everything. I can show you better than I can tell you. And I'm not about to keep explaining anything anymore. I just feel like I've done my work. I've done my work. I know what the hell going on. And I'm going to live my truth. I got my therapist. I got my account of, that's who I got accountability with. (laughs) I'm not about to keep, you know, debating shit all damn day long. Like it's a red. Like, that's it. Am I about to, like, you know, like, when you're a parent and you keep saying shit to somebody, to your kid, and they just not listening, and you just go in the room and take the TV away? That's how I feel. Like, I'm not even about to explain why you on punishment now. You already know. I already told you. I right, give me the phone. What I do, you know what you did. Give me the phone. That's how I feel with everything. Like, you're just like, I'm just done with the explanations because at some point that shit gets tiring. And at this point, I feel like you just like for me to explain myself or you just like drama. Either way, I'm done with it. It's a wrap. But that's pretty much the glow up topic. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Make sure you share, review, um tap in let me know your thoughts uh send in your let it glow let it go sis letters to us at just let it at gmail.com follow on instagram at jst let it glow on twitter at just let it glow um as always i love to see you guys glowing and growing and keep that going and just walk into your fuck around and find out era and let me let's see what these results are giving in the next few months Like, let's just see if that's how, if that's beneficial for all of us. Because I just feel like I'm I'm cool at this point with everything. Like, I know exactly how I feel. I believe that I'm good with moving forward. So, (laughs) see you later.